Get out the insurance cards, get out the co-pays. The office is open, my friends, as this video is brought to you by DrRoto.com. Hey everyone, welcome to the Look Back Podcast with Sam and Maddie, brought to you by DrRoto.com. Get your daily prescription of fantasy sports. I'm Sam Holt, and I'm joined by Maddie Kroll for our first ever episode. I'm so excited. I am so excited. You guys have no idea. I'm pumped up. <laughs> this is going to be awesome. So in case you are new to Dr. Roto, this is new to us to be recording together, but we're going to be breaking down the week that was every single Monday night. So you guys get to tune in and catch up with us as we have our initial reactions. You guys can have your reactions to the games that just transpired, including the Cowboys game, which we will get to last. Um, but I know that the game just ended. Any quick thoughts from you, Maddie? Um... I told you so to all those people trying to drop Zeke after week one. That's all I have to say. Right? Oh, my gosh. I saw so many tweets like that. Just like, so all of you guys that traded him, I hope you got something good because, wow, he showed up today. Um, but, yeah. yeah, we can get into that later. Let's talk quickly about the Thursday night game, Texans-Panthers. Obviously, the big takeaway there is Christian McCaffrey is injured, but he's not going to be placed on IR. He'll be out a couple weeks, but it's tentative. Now, I'm – I'm sure you're a McCaffrey owner. I am as as well. Are you rushing out to pick up Chuba Hubbard or do you already have him rostered? I actually already had him rostered in nice. one league. One league, I'm trying to work out a trade situation. Um, the thing that worries me about McCaffrey is I feel we've already watched him rush back before. I'm worried he's going to do it again. So I I had some backups going into this year knowing that I wasn't 100% confident he was going to be here all all season, especially with the extended game. Absolutely. I feel like anytime any of these running backs end up with some form of injury early, it's got an immediate stamp on their resume of, oh no, what if they become injury prone? And every time they go down, all of us just, you know, take a little gasp. gasp. <laughs> yeah. That was just, me the first time dad got hit this season. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. I'm pretty sure his entire team is that way too. I kind of watch everyone. And they're like, oh, I think everyone's freaking out. Oh, and Maddie, yeah. I have to introduce you. I do have a cat. His name is Knox and he tries to get into the podcast every time. Oh my gosh. He's so cute. He, he's cute, except he tries to eat the cords every time I start recording. Oh. <laughs> so he needs your attention constantly he's like mom all you do is watch football and write articles and can you just put those notes away i had to literally kick him off of my notes before we got out into this podcast so we can move on but i think the other takeaways too that i saw from this game was if the panthers are questioning anything darnold's just going to be throwing the ball to dj more all day all day long i i worry that I was hoping the defense could kind of carry them if something did happen to Christian. Mm -hmm. And now I'm starting to get more nervous because I'm starting to see some slip ups. Um, yeah. I'm not confident in what they're going to look like next week. I really don't know. Yeah, I don't either. I'm kind of hoping that with one week of first team reps for Chuba, he can, you know, rise to the occasion. He had a couple good looks in this past week, but nothing compared to what you want to be. He's not going to be the CMC light. He's not going to be him at all, but hopefully he can have a good rushing floor. Now, and I talked about this last week, actually, um, Friday. I, Whenever I went back and watched film, the things that McCaffrey does, the things that make him great are things that he creates himself. 
those aren't holes that are created by the offensive line. He's not running behind somebody most of the time. It's he sees an opening before it actually happens. I don't think Hubbard has that same capability. No, I think he's too green. mm -hmm. And also we watched him struggle with this in college and that was against big 12 defenses. This is the NFL. So I, I want to put my trust in him, but it does make me nervous. So we'll see what everything looks like next week. Absolutely. But, you know, hopefully people can find ways to, you know, shore up their running back position when CMC is out. And then the other takeaway from this game to me was, is Brandon Cooks going to be a top five receiver by the end of the year? Like, is he just that good because there's nobody else there worth the Texans? I was going to say, I don't think that there's anyone else there. And (laughs) I think that everybody is seriously underestimating the Texans because they're kind of a dumpster fire this year, especially with their front office. So I, I don't put it past him. I think that he has the capability. Absolutely. I mean, he's averaging literally almost 100 yards a game. And he's got, what, this last week he had 11 targets for nine receptions and 112 yards. The only thing he didn't have was a touchdown, but he still has such a good floor. He makes it look so easy, too. It just looks effortless. I kind of wonder if all the other defenses are also scheming against Houston and just kind of forgetting about Brandon Cooks being there. And they're just like, I don't really recognize any of these names anyways. Do we really have to put up much of a fight? They're kind of using it like a like a running bye week in some ways, and they're just not prepared. I kind of did that. I always, <laughs> I forgot about him going into week three. Yeah, the same. After I, those numbers. I did pick him up late in a couple leagues and I was very happy about that because with so many injuries, I'm being able to slot him in where I can. Um, But you know, for any, any person that rostered Brandon cooks, they're super glad with the value that they got for him. Absolutely. I'm jealous. No, seriously. So which of these Sunday games do you want to cover first? Do you want to talk a little bit about Buffalo and how Josh Allen is officially back and you don't need to worry about him anymore? (laughs) I was stressed for a hot minute. And honestly, that, that offensive line was giving me anxiety, even though I knew that with each game, they're going to continue to get better, which is only going to help Josh Allen because I don't know what they're doing over there, but they're playing like musical chairs with their offensive linemen. It's like this week you're going to be a center. This week you're going to be a guard. You're going to be a tackle. Like nobody knows what they're doing. So now that we're getting some consistency, I think that we're only going to see that continue to help Josh Allen. But yeah, I was sweating it out for a minute for Josh. Yeah, I mean, I definitely I took him high in a couple of leagues just that were two quarterback. And I was like, oh, this is one of those I never have to worry about this kind of quarterbacks. And then the first two weeks, I'm like, I think I might have to start thinking about this. But thankfully, I feel redeemed and I can sleep better this week knowing that Josh Allen is officially back. But I was were you surprised as most of us were by Emmanuel Sanders this week? I feel like this has to be a fluke. This can't be the new thing. I actually wasn't so shocked because I recommended that somebody start that. Um, but will it continue? I don't know. That's that's up for debate. No, for sure. Especially considering the way that he still likes to get Cole Beasley in the mix, who's still seeing 13 targets. I mean, it's such a healthy floor for him. It's just if Allen is on for that week, is just everyone have the potential for a huge, huge, huge numbers? That's just kind of the question. I think so. I think yeah. so. The thing that the only thing that worries me is Washington football team. I know everybody's talking about their defense and they're supposed to be great. They're not living up to their potential, especially the front seven kind of looked terrible last week. So does that play a factor? Absolutely. 
And it could also be just, you know, maybe everyone's having a little bit of trouble, you know, kicking the dirt off the tires for the first couple weeks, because I feel like a lot of defenses that everyone thought were going to be just brilliant, like the Washington football team, I felt that as well, are having a slow start for what we expected. That's true. But I feel like their secondary is totally relying on their D-line and it's not working out for them. (laughs) Absolutely. Um, Well, let's talk about the Browns and Bears as well. Browns came out of this one shining bright like a diamond with 26 to 6. But the Bears, I mean, how many memes have we seen in the last 24 hours for the Bears right now? Like, it's ridiculous. This quarterback situation is... (sighs) Lost for words. Like, what do we do? That offensive line is scary. The Bears' offensive line gives me anxiety. And now I'm just like, did Matt Nagy not start Justin Fields because he was worried he was going to get murdered in the pocket? Or did he not start him because of job security? I'm not really sure. From what we've seen from Fields, like he's hit or miss. And I think that that only gets better whenever you have reps. But I'm kind of scared for Justin Fields to show up behind that offensive line anymore. Absolutely. I see Chris Emmerich is jumping in the chat and uh, I was recording with him this past Saturday and he's being very sarcastic here when he says, who could have seen this coming? Because he saw this coming last week. And I kept saying, are you sure you don't want anyone to start fields? And he kept saying, stay away, not a chance in hell. And then he said, yeah, like if only someone had said play Brissette over fields and he may have said that. Yeah, I definitely agree with Brissett over Fields. I was actually <laughs> impressed with him. No, Fields, I mean, he's a rookie quarterback, and Matt Nagy is not known for developing quarterbacks. So what did you expect? You got to yeah. give him some time before you start him. But uh, he was sacked nine times. Some of that's not all his fault. Yeah, that 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 right there is not all his fault. But also, yeah. I agree with you. He's not known for developing the quarterbacks where they should. So maybe we were all a little bit too hot under the collar this offseason yeah. with excitement for Fields and the Bears finally getting their quarterback. Yeah, nobody likes a quarterback who holds the ball. No, they got to they gotta let it go. Um, the other mm. big takeaway from this game that I guess I'm having to eat my words a little bit on this one but Odell Beckham is back no I was gonna say Odell Beckham no uh, Kareem Hunt was surprising too I mean I feel like that's a fluke not every week is he gonna beat out Nick Chubb like this in stats this is crazy but Odell Beckham like my goodness I mean I'm not gonna say like I'm always gonna reserve you know my thoughts on this because I'm just so against the Browns but at the same time he really was able to show up he had nine targets that's a good floor for him he did. And it did surprise me a little bit because I I thought he was going to need some time to get acclimated back into the speed of things. And he proved me wrong. But knowing Baker, Baker doesn't care who you are. You could be a cheerleader. If you're in the game, he's going to throw you the ball if you're open or if you're not open. If he can get it to you, that's that's what's going to happen. If he doesn't trust you, he'll tuck it and, and maybe go for a loss of five. But um, <laughs> if if you're an eligible receiver nine times out of 10, he's getting you the ball. So hopefully that can continue. Yeah. Hopefully it can. I mean, especially I know that with Jarvis. Out. yeah, with Landry yeah. out, like he's going to end up seeing more and more targets, but this game from Kareem hunt is just ridiculous. He had 10 attempts for 81 yards and a touchdown. He also had six receptions on seven targets. You, you love that for a running back that you probably ended up getting in probably the third or fourth round. I took him in, I took him at the end of the fourth 
And I'm yeah. so happy. And I, I went toes with people over this week and I was like, you need to start cream hunt. You need to start cream hunt. Nobody listened to me. Nobody listened. What gave you such confidence? Was it just like the fact that you knew what the bears were going to be throwing up against him? Because I knew what the bears defensive line was going to look like against the Browns offensive line. Love that. Love a good yeah. matchup when things come together. Well, hopefully that made you me win too. a couple. Of- <laughs> yeah. Uh, hopefully this streak continues. I'm going to try not to get too cocky. Absolutely. Um, really quick, let's talk about the the Ravens and the Lions. I know the Ravens are your team. Um, yes. Tuck that, with the kick. That kick. I mean, the clutch kick heard round the world and bounced for what felt like two minutes. <laughs> I do feel bad for Lions fans because, wow. Yeah. Wow. That Hollywood Brown, if you started Hollywood Brown this week, I'm sorry. Not, not only am I a Raven fan, I know you fan, so this is saying a lot coming from me, but that was rough. That was he should how be many buying times? Justin Tucker too many. He should be buying <laughs> Justin Tucker dinner like every night this week to thank him for saving his rear. Seriously, though, I completely agree with that. I mean, that he really so saved the game. But it also just goes to show, I mean, I think in fantasy, a lot of times there's a lot of leagues that don't have kickers. There's a lot of times when the kicker decides the game. And it's just, you know, yeah, he's just one of those guys. He's he's money. It is what it is. 66 <laughs> yards is a lot, though. Yeah. And then the fourth down conversion, fourth and 19 conversion. Mm-hmm. What did you think about the delay of game? Should they have called that? I felt like they should have. I I was watching it. And I was yeah. thinking, I'm like, that clock's been at zero for what feels like more than a second. Like, and then it went off, yeah. and I was like, oh, it, the flag is gonna go, and then it never did. And then I was like, is it just my TV? Like, is it just YouTube TV that's just like lagging? And maybe it's just me. I couldn't believe that it was actually a thing until I started seeing it all over Twitter, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's bad. I did the same thing, and then watching the replays, I was like, okay. But then again, as a Ravens fan in the moment, I was just excited. But oh, for sure. Retrospect 2020. Hindsight yeah. 2020. <laughs> Hindsight 2020. Yeah. Um, no, I agree. But it's still, you know, there were a lot of calls from the refs this weekend that I think went amiss. And we don't have to get into all of those right away. But we can keep going on to the next game. Tennessee beat the Colts. They looked fantastic. Derrick Henry finally looked fantastic. I feel finally. like... We all talk about, up. yeah, talk about all these running backs that are showing up late, all these players that are just, you know, guys, it's week three. Can we get it rolling? Like finally gets it rolling. Yeah. Um, Carson Wentz was able to play on two hurt ankles. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> I know. He, he kills me. He kills me. He's like glass. You can't look at him without him hurting something. I do feel bad for Colts fans because now Quentin Nelson's out again. I don't know how is he out out? It was a high ankle sprain, I think. Yeah, I'm not sure. To be determined on that, but if he's gone, Colts just take a seat, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, it's he did once didn't look great but also yeah i mean how much do you have to tape those ankles like did he just tape all the way from like his actual foot down up to his knee just to like get him to run <laughs> because he was running not very well either i don't he couldn't move <laughs> he couldn't move so oh my god i will say it cracked me up when everybody was like landry had 12 pressures in one game and i was like he couldn't move like he was <laughs> stuck Poor guy was in quicksand. Uh, but yeah. yeah, it was that was brutal. But what your takeaway also is that Tannehill looked pretty good as well. 
Tannehill did look good, but I've also expected Tannehill to look good. So I've been a little disappointed. I he was another one that I was like, finally, we're finally here. Yeah, seriously. Um, and then you know, AJ Brown is questionable. That absolutely sucks for those that have him as well. Yeah. Hopefully, I mean, it says hamstring and it's week to week, but hopefully he's back next week the other side of that though is that julio jones does look good in this offense he didn't have as good of a week this past week as he did in week two but he's getting the looks he's getting the targets so you like that he is and it's only going to get better he's still working on that chemistry he was a late move so give him some time Absolutely. I mean, he's a veteran. He is going to go down as a first ballot Hall of Famer. He's yeah. going to get in the sink and Tannehill's going to get more comfortable with getting him the ball. And I think it's just going to get better from here, especially because they have the Jets next week. So start all your Titans. Absolutely. And he's won a couple of matchups that he just didn't get the looks on. And all that's going to be talked about in film sessions. So it's just going to keep getting better. Don't drop sure. Julio. No, absolutely. Hold on tight to Julio. He'll be part of my Stockwatch article that'll drop tomorrow, and he'll be part of the holds section of that. But since we mentioned the Jets, let's go ahead and talk about this abysmal game. And Oh, the I... shutout. <sighs> what, what, what do you, do you say? Do? What do you do? Yeah. I feel so bad for Jets uh... fans. Just They can't catch a break in every offseason. It happens without fail. People say, this might be the Jets' year. Someone says it and somebody then somebody says it jinxes them. It does. Mm -hmm. People in the offseason just don't talk about the Jets. Just don't say anything positive. Just be like they play football and then just move on. And maybe we won't jinx them because literally a different change in the wind completely changes them. How do you feel about Sutton? I, I like him. I like him a lot. I'm, I'm I think Me I have too. the most faith in Bridgewater being able to find different receivers. So I feel like if it doesn't click one week, it's going to be the next. Okay. I need to probably have a little bit more faith in Bridgewater. I think that I'm it's, a little on the shaky end. It's it's brutal because there's definitely be sometimes when you know he's going to disappoint, but at the same time, I feel like he just has such a cool coolness about him in the pocket he's not he one that freaks out he's not like a jared goff deer in headlights kind of quarterback he is just someone that is just going to keep going he doesn't get flustered and you can see that on the field even if he gets sacked he gets back up he's right there and he's always talking to his team so i have a lot more faith yeah. in him because of that i think that that's also what makes me nervous about him though is because i feel like he misses a lot of reads because he's slow with decision making yeah I because he's too that. calm He's too chill. He gotta needs have, to be gotta less have chill. Some balance. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to be a little bit more uh, positive. But um, I mean, I definitely I, I tried slotting in KJ Hamler this week because I was just bleak at receiver in one league. That did oh. not pair out well because he got hurt. <laughs> not well at all. But at the same time, I do think Sutton's going to have better days ahead. And what you love is the chemistry he has with Noah Fant as well. I do love that. So at least there's a good I, floor for him there. Yeah. Love a good tight end fallback. Of course. All right, let's jump to the next one, which surprised me. Chargers beating the Chiefs 30 to 24. I had this one picked and I'm so excited. Nice. The, did you win? The Chiefs? I did. I want some money on it. Nice. Um, that's not official. I live in Oklahoma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Got to try carefully here. Um, sure. The Chiefs defense just is not looking good at all. No, they're looking atrocious. At all. Absolutely it's kind terrible. Of disappointing. Do you think that Patrick Mahomes is going to chill out on his no-look passes? 
after that pick six. I think he should. Who are we trying to impress now, Patrick? We all get it. You're really good. You're, you're cool, dude. You're cool. You're, cool. you're so cool. Like you're you're the coolest. Maybe just finish the look. Like you don't you don't have to make it cooler than you need to be. You've already got the you swag. Can, yeah, you can only be cool if you're winning football games. Like that's just the way it is. Yeah, I hope that and, his quarterback's coach just like gives him like one of these up the head in the week. I would just like replay it on a loop and film just Mm -hmm. continuous until it like sunk in oh for sure you know how they make basketball players like stand with their hand like this they like showboat and they miss the shot like all practice like that's what Patrick Mahomes should have to do he should have to look at a ball (laughs) he should have to look look away from his receivers and then watch someone else make the ball and like make the passes and then maybe someone has to just like hit him every time just real quick you're welcome chiefs for the coaching advice, we got you. Yeah, we got you. We'll we'll, we'll fix this. Just get us in that locker room. We'll knock it out of him. Um, and, but, but besides no. that, obviously Mahomes is gonna be fine. All their pass yeah, catchers are gonna be fine. fine. Uh, as someone that oh. has Julio in a lot of leagues, or uh, sorry, as I have Hill in a lot of leagues, I was Hill. disappointed. I wanted more. Yeah, I mean, I Alaire. I feel bad for the people who have him. I never know how to say his name. Alaire, Alaire. He Hilaire. fumbled again this week, Alaire. Yeah. I everybody always corrects me when I say it. I always say it wrong. Um CEH. It I'll just change it each time and maybe one time I'll be correct. There you go. Um, That's fine. But really I yeah, I'm happy for the Chargers. The penalties were out of control. They've got to get that and they've got to get that under control. And honestly, kudos to Staley. Like he had the guts all game. He was so aggressive, and I love that. I like actually tweeted it out. But the fourth and nine call, mm-hmm. and then deciding to go for the touchdown. Would you have made the same decision? <sighs> Giving the ball back to Patrick Mahomes. So I think it was like thirty some seconds, thirty five seconds left. I mean, probably not. I'll I'll be honest. I I want to sound cool and be like, mm-hmm. oh, I totally would go for it. But I don't can't imagine what I would do in that situation the same exact yeah. way. But I did like the call as well, having faith in his team to push it forward. And the lack of faith in his kicker who turned around and missed the point after kick too. That's why somebody somebody was like, he shouldn't have done that on Twitter. And I was like, okay, but his kicker. Oh, thank you for the. Oh, thanks, Scott. I appreciate Scott Fish. that. Appreciate you. E-Lair. You E-Lair. The man dropping in here. We appreciate you, Scott. Now um, I'm never going to forget it. But yeah, no, <laughs> that kicker was absolutely terrible. So honestly, I might have gone for it just because I don't trust the kicker. Yeah, that's absolutely true. If you can't trust your kicker to get the ball in there, then yeah, I would just go for it as well. Um, but besides that, Mike Williams just... Through the hands insane. multiple times. How does that? How does that happen? In your hands, not once, but then directly the play after that. Again, you're hit in the hands and you drop it. Yeah, I don't. I I don't know. It's just it doesn't make any sense. I will say sense. the first ball. No, the first ball did have some heat on it, and so, mm-hmm. I, I mean maybe, but like that's your job. But then the second ball, I was like, that was all you. You just got to you gotta go to the locker room or something after that. I don't know. But then he he redeemed himself. So, Yeah. Jesse C. saying it would have <laughs> been the most Charger thing ever for them to miss that short field goal. Yeah. It, it would have been a very Charger move. It would have been. Him. I agree. <laughs> most I Chargers agree. of Charger moves. Um, but besides that, I mean, I know that he had some bad drops, but he still ended up with a great week. 
Mike Williams with seven receptions, nine targets, 122 yards, and two touchdowns. You love that, despite the drops. If you're a fantasy owner and you weren't watching the game, it was phenomenal. It was definitely a fun game to watch. I mean, it was kind of frustrating having Hill and then thinking, okay, just he, he's going to get the next one. He's going to get the next one. And then it went to yeah. absolutely everybody else but Tyreek Hill. And I'm like, I guess I can't complain because he did have the most insane of week ones to open the season. I have to, you know, to be okay with it. It's going to come around. It'll it'll come around. It'll come around. <laughs> it'll get better. Um, <laughs> let's move on to the next one. Uh, let's talk. I'm kind of surprised that the Falcons managed to beat the Giants. Oh. Just, it was a messy game. They, I feel like they kind of got lucky. I mean, they good for Arthur lucky. Smith. He got his first dub. And then, is that Youngway Koo? Yeah, Youngway Koo. Mm-hmm. I mean, he made the game-winning field goal after his cleats got stolen in the offseason, so good for him. That's, that's, so, that's so sad. <laughs> that's, I feel like there's nothing really more sad right now. Actually, that's not true. The Jets are very sad. But the Falcons are just so underwhelming right now for what we all anticipated to be a high-volume offense that was going to get the ball to Kyle Pitts and be able to spread mm-hmm. it around. I mean, I have Russell Gage as someone that was a steal in a lot of drafts because I felt like he was the immediate wide receiver too based on his production last year. But I don't know what to do with all my Falcons. I don't think that they know what to do with the Falcons. I don't think the Falcons know what to do with the Falcons. And I do think that it's going to get better, but it's I, we're not going to see a turnaround until probably game 9 or 10, honestly. It's going to yeah. be late. It's going to be late, late, and by then everyone will have traded away their Falcons or mm-hmm. they'll be really high, expensive on the waiver wire because they've all been dropped. But yeah. better days ahead, Matty Ice, I still have the faith. I still have yeah. the faith. Still have the faith. I mean, I think yeah. that... Faith restored for me in Saquon Barkley and him finally putting together a run that looked some semblance of what Barkley should look like. I mean, he finally gets a rushing touchdown. He has multiple attempts that looked good. He was utilized in the passing game. Is it is it fully brighter days ahead? Can we finally rest easy? No, because (laughs) I think that if you play any decent defense, it's not going to happen. Um. I, I don't have faith in Saquon Barkley. I told people not to draft him this year. I I just don't. He I feel like he's underperformed from the time he's hit the NFL, the games that we've gotten to see. Yeah, uh, I I definitely see that. I didn't take any shares of him this season um, because I was very worried about him coming back from that injury. A lot of people saying, you know, mm-hmm. his he, his legs just don't look even. So if he was off the field for that long and he had any muscle atrophy there in his quads, which he is obviously very well known for, and he's a little bit unbalanced, mm-hmm. he's just not going to have that same stability to cut. And it's very concerning. Yeah. And I also... If you compare players, I like to compare players. I don't think that he trusts himself. Watching Dak, that was my big thing is I was like, I need to be able to see Dak play. I hated that he didn't play preseason because I wanted to see, is he going to treat himself like he's hurt, he's injured? Mm-hmm. And that was my big my big thing with Dak and Saquon. And everything that I saw from Saquon shows that he just doesn't trust himself. He doesn't trust his body. So Which you don't want. It's too safe. Mm-mm. And as yeah. a running back, you can't second guess. You don't have time to think. You have to react. That's what Absolutely. makes a good NFL running back. So I, I'd i stay away. Yeah. No, it's just – it's not good news. Um, 
you know, maybe this could be the one game that you find you can sell high on Barkley because then you can convince another um, fantasy manager that, you know, he's back and then you can just rid yourself of the drama and just be done with it. So maybe this is your sell high moment for Barkley because this is the best it's going to get. I agree. And I do feel bad for owners with Slayton and Shepard both. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. What a week. It's just so totally brutal. I mean... Galladay managed to get a couple good catches in there, but it's just not overall. The Giants are just not looking like what they should look like, and it's all it's all underwhelming. I mean, you are getting some a couple rushing yards here and there from Daniel Jones, but nothing that's making you significant. That excited. Yeah, it's yeah, like, it's like wasted yards. I will say I'm slightly disappointed in Galladay. I did expect a little bit higher of a turnout, and then I thought, okay, well, with him coming in, it's also gonna great for Shepard because I felt like Shepard in the slot was going to be able to kill it with the wideouts, but didn't. hasn't happened yet. No, hasn't happened yet. All right. I think it's time for me to rip this bandaid off and just start talking about it because this is how you heal. This is how you heal. You address the issue. The Steelers lost to the Bengals. I'm dead inside and I'm not okay. <laughs> the Steelers lost because there was no pressure on Herbert. No, just there's just no pressure. There's no pressure on Burrow, and they just like okay. I know T.J. Watt is out. I know that he is amazing, but the rest of our defense is good too. So is everyone just feeling things up? Yeah, but still, like that's just okay. That's two guys. We have other guys. There's plenty of other guys here that could have just stood up and like put the pressure on Burrow. We should have had multiple hits on him, and we did not. I mean, this is always one of those games where people end up hurt because it's a division rival and we, we always take the Bengals on too seriously, like too intensely. Mm-hmm. And who gets hurt? Juju ends up hurt. Fun stuff. Sorry, I will take a moment. Great. No, let it out. It's the, not okay. Gotta get it out. It's not okay. It has to be out there before you can move on. No, I was honestly shocked because we saw him just get pressured after pressure after pressure play in Chicago. So I was fully expecting that from the Steelers. And I was like, first quarter rolled around, second quarter rolled around. And I was like, what is happening? I know. It's like, okay, this what is, is going to be one of those things that they like to do to me where the second half, they like to turn it around and be like, JK, we're still good. And you're like, okay, cool. This is what we all wanted. But that's not what happened. And I still actually just looking at it and looking back, I don't understand how we beat the Bills in week one. I have no idea. Yeah, Josh Allen wasn't connecting in the offensive line altogether. That's how that happened. But also, you guys had you guys had your full team. I almost tweeted out because I had a lot of people complaining about Watt getting the deal that he got, and I was I wanted to tweet out. So who's complaining about Watt's deal now? But I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I decided to stay out of the drama. Jamar Chase is a stud. He is phenomenal. Fantastic. I mean, wow. I think we all knew that connection was going to be great when right at, right when the pick happened and we all realized, okay, clearly Joe Burrow just picked up the phone and said, no, you're going to go get my guy. You're not going to get who you yeah. wanted to get. Go get my boy. And they did. And all of us were like, okay, I guess this is happening. This is a thing. It's officially a thing. It is. And it's beautiful. I'm here for it. I mean, <laughs> you probably are too when they're not playing the Steelers. I mean, I do have a couple Jamar Chase like shares in my leagues so i'm not go. one of those people you're smart <laughs> yeah, i will you know, i will pick to. up the opposition's players i will there's just a you know it's it's you hard have to for disassociate me. to be a good fantasy player 
You do. I do have to set my personal bias aside. Plus, it doesn't matter for me anyways because everyone that I'm in leagues with anyways, they always take my Steelers so I never get any of them. So I don't. I never have that where I can root for my own Steeler. I think I have one share of Chase Claypool in one of my like 13 leagues. It's ridiculous. I, I, wa- I lost one fantasy league one year and my punishment the next year was I couldn't draft any of the players from my team. None. That's an interesting punishment. It was a killer, killer. That's brutal. But I mean, again, you know, Jamar Chase, he's here to stay. He's going to have a healthy floor. He's someone that you want to be slotting in every single week. Um, they've got Jacksonville next week. That matchup I love too. It's just, mm-hmm. I mean, is he going to go for like two touchdowns too? Yeah. I throw Mixon in as a flex. Yeah. I see that. Um, Definitely could see that. I, I love that matchup for them for that reason, though. And it's just his floor is going to be insane. All it's right, let's talk. Unreal. Let's wrap it up with the game of Monday Night Football that we just got to see Dallas versus the Eagles. Dak is back. It was an emotional game for him back. So very powerful. Fun to see that. Um, love to see yeah. him feeling that strong, that confident and showing out the way that he did. Crying out loud. I kind of had a feeling he was going to do that. He's um, he's that showboaty guy, you know. He's back at home. He was ready. It's first yep. time in a long time. He left in tears last time. So come out and do your thing, and he did. Yep. I was I was actually shocked about Amari Cooper. Yeah, I felt that... like this was his time to prove himself. A hundred percent. So looking at the stats, it doesn't make sense either. Too. I mean. Like, and I was shocked by Schultz. Like, okay, he can cool. play. <laughs> yeah, I, I just wasn't. I don't know why I wasn't expecting that. I even I kind of had Jarwin ranked higher than him, but I was wrong. I mean, maybe it maybe it was just this week too. I mean, you never really know. I think with the tight ends, it it could be someone else. Um, yeah. But the Cooper thing was very disappointing. In one league, I was against Cooper. And I actually have to double check it because I was like, there's no way I'm going to win this. I'm down by so many. But I had one defensive player left. And the last I saw, I was really close to edging someone out with a couple more tackles. So I have to check it after more stats get added up tomorrow. Fingers crossed. That's that's the most brutal way to win when you get a stat correction. I I've, I've benefited from uh, them, but I've also been, you know, punishment on them. But um, besides that, you know, CeeDee Lamb's obviously CeeDee Lamb, and he's always going to be amazing. So he didn't have... And he's only going to get better. He's only going to get better. He's just one of those guys that you watch him play, and he just looks like such a better veteran presence than his age actually is. I agree. I agree. And I also think that the more he continues to put on weight, it's going to get better and better. He came in yeah, like he, a string bean. He did come in like I feel like the same way for Devonta for Devonta Smith to be honest. Like yeah, poor guy. Like can can the nutritionist there in you gotta like, do something. There, let's get some meat on this guy's bones. Let's do something because yeah. I mean, CD Lamb is going up and he's making tackles too. He's also there to like to block and he's looking really impressive. Yeah, well, he knows how to position his body. He does, which is great. I think that also goes to like the between the ears side of him. Like he is just a really smart player with how he controls his body. Super intelligent. And even the way he, you can, you can tell by the way he mind controls defensive players as well. Mm -hmm. Because a a lot of times he has him, yeah, he has him beat before his body does anything, which is, I don't know how it happens, but he used to do it at OU. Yeah, for sure. Beautiful. Love it. Zeke, 
oh, so happy. And I, I said this before, everybody was, everybody was hating on Zeke um, after week one, but Zach Martin was out and Zeke runs behind Zach Martin. Why would mm-hmm. you not? Um, he's just, I'm, I'm just so happy. Keep doing you, Zeke. You keep doing your thing. You keep yeah. getting all of these yards, all of these rushing attempts, the multiple touchdowns. I mean, just keep, keep being you, Zeke, and all of us will stay mm-hmm. on board. Although you do feel bad for those that freaked out after week one. Sure do. Yeah. I, I was, I don't know why I'm so passionate about it. I was arguing with people or not arguing, but I was like pleading people like, please don't trade him. I was on different apps. I was on sports media and I was like, please, you guys, please don't just don't like, give us some time. Wait for Zach Martin to come back. They were game planning for the secondary. Don't, don't trade him. Don't do it. <laughs> well, hopefully people actually held on to him and now they're yeah. very grateful for having done so. So yeah, definitely better days ahead. But do you have any thoughts going into week four games that you're especially excited about? Um, I Not any that I was as excited about coming in. I will say these coaches are surprising me this year with how aggressive they're being. Definitely. I'm still, I'm still not over week three. Um, I don't know. What game are you excited for? Uh... I mean, I'm definitely excited for this whole narrative of the revenge game of Brady versus Belichick. Did you see that commercial with the Adele music in the background? Like, how dramatic was that? I haven't seen that. It's hilarious. I need to get on there. It was on a commercial. I'm going to Google it after this. Yeah, it's the hello song. Oh, stop. So good. It's like, and they're running on NBC. No, it's getting ridiculous. To be honest with you, I feel like I have to, like, I don't even start thinking about the following week until, like, Tuesday. Like, I have to decompress come Monday night. But I did forget that that game was this week. Brady set to um, be the all-time record, right? Yeah. I think he's, like, 68 yards away. So that's going to happen, which is wild. I'm telling you, these schedulers this year, unbelievable. Like, they deserve, (laughs) like, a round of applause. This is insane. Um, but they purposely, I know that they did, they like, they tracked all of his, all of his seasons and broke it down to how many, um, like how many yards he actually threw a game and all this good stuff and tried to calculate when he would be breaking the record so that they can make it to where he returns to Gillette and breaks really? the record. Yeah. So they've been planning this and I'm so happy it's happening. It's, it's finally happened. I mean... It's going to be an interesting game. It's going to be fun to watch. I think the hype is going to be pretty ridiculous as we lead into it, but it'll definitely be a fun one. And then I think that we've got Bengals oh. and the Jags on Thursday. Oh, the Wildcat I, game. You did say that Wildcat game. <laughs> and the Bengals are going to run all over the Jags. Yeah, I love that. Big Jamar Chase game. Looking forward to it and probably going to see a couple sacks on Trevor Lawrence because my takeaway mm-hmm. from these first two or first three weeks is Trevor Lawrence is going to get sacked. And he's going to throw interceptions. Yeah. Yeah. The flea flicker, flea flicker interception. I was like, Oof. it's just, it's hard. I feel bad because I want him to do well. I do. But I also kind of feel like Urban Meyer's not the guy that's going to get him there. Mm-hmm. And I just don't see a bright future as long as Urban's there making the calls. Yeah. it's The man brought in Tim Tebow. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it's, it sounded like a good idea at the time kind of like no. you know 
like morning whiskey like who thought that was a good idea like <laughs> this is just like eh, it sounded like fun i just wanted to try it like no like you're gonna have a headache by 10 a.m um yeah just not just not good stuff <laughs> oh i'm looking up the other games i don't know why yeah there's really not a ton of great games other than that well, let's talk about what's next for you here at Dr. Rota. What article do people get to look forward to this week? So I am going to be writing an In the Trenches article. So just comparing offensive lines against defensive lines and um, how that can help or hinder your players going into the following week. So I love I'm excited that. about that. I'm yeah. excited to read that. Like, I feel like that's a whole different section that I would love to learn more. So be the student of your article. I cannot wait to read that. That's going to be good. I'm super excited. I love the offensive line. I do. <laughs> it's how I fell Unsung in love with football, which is Unsung funny heroes. because most people don't. I, I'm telling you, they don't get any credit, but they they know their stuff. And offensive linemen are so intelligent. Like, people don't realize. I've lived with some of the offensive linemen at OU. And watching them break down film or um, learn the playbook, it's it's unbelievable. Like the things that they have to know and how they have to know them, beautiful. I love just it. makes it more interesting, you know? Music to my ears. Why can't we just all talk football all day long? I know. That's why I'm, I'm trying to do that. Thank you, Doc. Me too. High five. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it. It's going to happen. All right. Yeah. Thanks, guys, so much for listening to The Look Back with Sam and Maddie. Check out all the other content, seasonal and DFS tools, as well as premium access to our staff for all your fantasy sports questions in the members-only Discord right here at drrota.com. Any last words, Maddie? I think you covered it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yes. Thanks, guys. And check us out next week for the same thing all over again. For sure. Good luck this week. Bye. Bye, guys. Thanks for stopping by the office. Get your fantasy prescription by subscribing to the channel and checking out drrodo.com. And until the next visit, be well and take care.